Welcome to episode 58 of Dealer Process Secrets Podcast. I'm here with my co-host Sterling Brown and Brian Steele. What's happening, guys? What's up, Bill? What's up, Bill? Not much, man. So today's show is going to be on seeking alignments and not in the service department. Uh, What I'm talking about here is something I love to talk about with a team I'm close to and guys that I'm close to because... Basically, throughout your life and throughout all of our daily dealings, things are going to conflict with each other. Things are going to conflict with our basic values, moral structure, what we believe in. And what happens is we get caught up in material goals, which are good. I'm I'm like the last guy, if anybody knows me, that would ever be against material goals. Uh, But we don't want to sacrifice material goals for what we know is right and uh, what we know is good and what we would like to believe about ourselves. And we don't want to basically shortchange these material goals for the greater, um, you know, impact of who you are in your life. Because if you do that, then what are you really doing? Why are you really going to work? Why are you really living? Uh, so seeking alignment to really make a true impact, a bigger impact to really be doing what you're supposed to be doing, I think is the most important thing that you can do. Uh, and I, there's something that guides you if you're uh, spiritual, uh, if you believe in Jesus, like I do in the Holy spirit, uh, maybe that's your cup of tea. If not, regardless, um, I know that there's it, it, that's what I think it is. I think it's the Holy spirit, but there's something I'm not getting into that on this podcast. There's something that, um, that's guiding you, you know, you know, whether to do something, if it fits into what you're trying to do. And I'm not trying to get on a moral high horse here at all. I'm actually trying to explain where I know bigger results come into play. So if all I'm focused on is this little material thing and I'm focused on, uh, you know, my current day woes, uh, the the money that I have to spend, I don't know what I'm going to spend it on or the money that I don't have to spend. Okay. Uh, whatever the issue is right now, all that stuff goes up and down changes. Uh, as long as I try, God's never left me holding the bag. So I'm not, once again, I'm not trying to get Um, into that. What I'm really trying to discuss is if you follow what you know is right, certain things will come up with conflict with your goal. And the reason that is, is because your ultimate guide isn't the little goal that you put or what you think you're supposed to have, or these little worldly, um, uh, sales boards, I guess, or what's a better, what's a better, uh, goal boards, right? Scoreboards of your finances, of your position of this, of that. Um, that's not what really comes out as what you remember or what matters in your life at the end. What matters in the end is your character and a lot of other things. And this, once again, this isn't the lecture I wanted to go on because, And here, I'll get to it. If you do this, what's crazy is those financial goals you have and all those things that you thought you wanted, they come, they just come from a different path. And that ever happened to anybody listening? Do I not sound crazy anymore? You've never plotted your path to get to a destination and you actually took the path that you plotted. Am I ringing any bells? 
that's because you got there and you let yourself be changed along the way. And it in the path probably looked completely different. So what I'm discussing here, the biggest point, seeking alignment, I think is the best way I can say it. When things come across your path on a daily basis all day, put it into a much bigger picture than, hey, I'm trying to get this bonus or, hey, I'm trying to uh, do this. Those things that you claim to care about, like the people that work for you, the people that work around you, you claim that you care about other people, you're a caring person, you're a loving person. Start thinking about those things and seek alignment to the person that you want to be, think that you are, and grow into that person by action and real, actual deeds and real actual belief in who you claim and say you are seeking alignment. And what's amazing is you can still have those material goals. I made 150,000. I really want to make 300,000. I have to get this promotion to get there. That's fine. Okay. But if you're, you'll get there in the time that you're supposed to get there in, if you seek alignment into the person that deserves to be there versus getting there in any sort of quick manner. And once again, this starts to sound like a morality value conversation. And it is, and it isn't because there's something natural there that tells you, Hey, is this me? So you becoming who you are, okay. Is, is, is ultimate over one scoreboard of becoming this, this many dollars worth becoming this rich, owning this many things of this, owning this many things of that, having this title, making this exact amount of dollars. That's not, is that, is that something your grandkids, your great, great grandkids are going to be proud of? Oh, my granddad made $500,000 and was the GM. No, they're going to be proud of my grandfather when he did that, did this. And this is what type of person he was. So it's, it's who we're becoming. And if you're seeking alignment, you're going to care a lot more about who you're becoming than these little daily goals. This talks about one more thing that I like to discuss a lot when I'm doing interviews and we discussed on a prior podcast. Um, this is great advice to discuss with new hires and tell them, hey, you're going to have tough months. You're going to have uh, times that you're going to want to quit here. It's all short term. Everything gets better, you know, when it gets worse. And look, you got to remind yourself of that when you're having a great, great, great month. Like, you know, when you close 10 people in a row, that's not always going to happen. You're going to not close 10 people in a row. So you're going to have a bad month. You're going to make, make a crappy month. That's not what's going to matter in 10 years. What's going to matter in 10 years is the work ethic you developed, the habits you developed, the person you became, and the character that you developed more than anything. So seeking alignment in that person you truly want to become uh, is, is pretty much what I had to say today. What do you guys got? So I think that's an awesome point. Um, I just was going to say real quick, um, you open it up with a little half joke. And, uh, when you say alignment, we always think, you know, service department being in the car business, but, uh, it's very true. Like there are some, uh, synergies, some similarities, whatever word you'd like to use. Um, if you don't get the alignment on your vehicle, you're going to have problems with other components of your vehicle. So most likely it'll probably be steering. Um, and if you have trouble with steering, guess what? You're more than likely not going to end up where you want to go. It could be in the long term. Uh, your end destination could be a little off or it could be in the short term where you hit a pothole. 
you, you have a little run in where you shouldn't have, you go over the line. All these things are uh, a direct result of not being in the proper alignment. So um, that's just an analogy. Uh, Phil, you asked me that before on another show recently, and I didn't have an analogy then, but I got an analogy now. And that analogy is uh, that service department analogy for an alignment that applies to life. So I know Brian. I love it. Too. No, I, I love that analogy. It's awesome. And it's it, what came into my mind that I like to talk about a lot is controlling what you can control. You know, just forget about everything you can't control when you were saying that. I don't know why that came in as well with what we're discussing, but, uh, you know, get aligned. You know, you can't control what, you know, I mean, as much as we want to plan and I love plans, so I'm not I'm not ditching plans. But in reality, uh, if you're you know, you want to control exactly where you live at 80 years old today at 40 years old. We already know that doesn't make a lot of sense. Like the whole world's going to change. You don't even know where you're going to want to live. So what I want to do is I want to be super, super aligned um, in the person that I'm trying to become, right? That the better version of myself every day, credit to Ed Milet for that one. Uh, but you know, that he's the one that I heard say it the best ever. And a, a whole bunch of people say that out there. So um, I could probably say it without giving credit, but give credit to my let, right? The, the becoming a better version of yourself every day. Am I going to do that every day? Hell no, I'm not actually going to do that every day. But having that value, having that principle. And then when, I, when I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm working and I'm going about my day, seeking alignment to actually becoming that person more and more, the person that actually becomes a better person of himself every day. Right. So um, seeking that alignment and 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 not letting that is is uh, less compromisable, uh, actually, than the I need to be worth X amount of dollars or I need to have X amount of cars or I need to live here or pretty much any interim short term material goal um, is second place to me being aligned with who I'm really trying to become as a person. Because that's what matters more than anything. I'm not, I mean, it, I don't want to get into it, but I think if you're, you know, if you're driven enough, uh, especially by the time you're my age or even younger, mid thirties, you're driven enough. Um, you can have financial goals. You can have huge financial goals, uh, but you, you don't have to really worry about them. You kind of know that that stuff's going to come with your work ethic and the way that you work um, at, at a certain point, you know, mid thirties. Right. So, uh, I mean, I could have bumps in the road, things could happen, but you know, my, my granddad told my dad, he said, as long as you, uh, as long as you know, and learn how to sell something, what's funny, this information, I learned how to sell something before this information was ever even passed down to me or I ever even heard about that. But, um, <laughs> he said, he told him, so he got to hear it. Uh, you know, as long as you learn how to sell, uh, you'll never be broke. And, uh, that's, I mean, that's true. So, I mean, no matter what happens for me, I mean, I always know I can go sell something as long as, uh, there's, there's things to sell. So, um, maybe you need, I've always actually thought, Hey, maybe I need another skill like uh, machinery or something, you know, you know, but I, there's always going to be need for a salesman. People hate selling, people love making things and you need somebody to sell it. That's why salespeople, uh, um, they make yeah, people <clears throat> salespeople make the world go around. I wanted to throw that in there. What you got, Brent? I was just going to say like, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this, but like people often talk about the oldest perfection, uh, profession in the world. Right. And mm -hmm. they usually imply that it's prostitution, Yep. but they were selling something. Right. <laughs> so like, yes, uh, the transaction of goods is really what is 
you know, like money makes the world go round. Well, it's the exchange of money that makes the world go round. I, I like Car- but, Card- Cardone puts it, man. He says everything is a sale. He goes, my wife was a sale. My kids were a sale. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. he's like, everything is a sale. So even back when there was trade and there was no like selling for a currency and I was just trading my corn for your bread, whatever, or your wheat for my corn, whatever. I'm trading, I'm a shoesmith trading you. You're a swordsmith and I'm making you shoes for a sword. Uh, you know, the the better salesman was the one that uh, put less work, less sweat equity and less um, uh, actual, you know, goods that they had to trade for too into the product that they trade it for. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> the better, it's the, the better it's, salesman, basically, you know, whoever, basically the sword guy took four hours and the shoe guy took five hours. Right. So the sword guy should actually get three shoes, but he doesn't, he gets two shoes. Right. And, uh, and, and the sword actually had more in there. So the sword, somebody in that transaction got the shorter end of the sick. And it's, it's arguably that the, uh, and I'm glad this is like the 20th minute of our podcast for dealership. Uh, basically, you know, it's arguably the better salesperson was the, was the, was the, uh, was the shoe guy, you know, that, uh, got the bigger yeah. end that can, you know, trade less of his labor for more of somebody else's labor. So yeah. And you look at like, you look at some of the highest paid attorneys, they're, they're the deal makers, right? But it's the exchange of deals that, that really makes the world go round. Trump ran go, on it. Trump ran on yeah. it. He ran on his but, ability to make deals. And that, you know, it, so many people understand this, that that's why he won. And that's why he got as many votes as he did in both elections. Um, you know, that that's you didn't vote for him because he knew what he was doing as a politician. You didn't vote for him because uh, he was he was endorsed by a whole bunch of people. People liked him because he literally ran on. I know how to make deals. So, yeah. But going back to what Sterling said, like the alignment of things. You know, um, the strangest secret Earl Nightingale says that, you know, like a ship that leaves its harbor without a plan is going to wind on another wind up on another beach derelict and, you know, destroyed. But I think, um, you know, like if you bring a team together and they're all rowing in the same direction, like the ordinary common people just, you know, pushing in the same direction are going to achieve amazing things. But I think going back to what you're saying, Phil, one thing, one of my tenets and things that I've lived my life on was um, I don't want to, I don't want to bro code. I don't want to be loyal to you because we're bros. I don't want, I don't want like uh, bros before hoes or whatever you want to say. I, I want loyalty because we, sh- we share the same values. So the strongest, the strongest thing in nature is a triangle. And that's because, you know, you got one person on one side, you got another person on another side, and up at the top, you've got values that you share. And I think if you share those values, and I've talked about this a lot, if you share those values, you're going to get to where you're going. And the values, in my opinion, are arbitrary. Like you could say it's honesty. You could say it's integrity. You could say it's hard work. You know, whatever those values are. You set those values and then you as a team, you come together and you share those values. You don't have to be loyal to the other person for some arbitrary reason. You're loyal to each other because you share the same values. And that forms that pyramid or triangle that is the strongest force in nature. Yeah, I love that. I love exactly what you're saying. 
And when you talk about planning, I'm a big believer in plans, but I'll tell you what I know about plans. And it was best illustrated by the, uh, they at least, so the guy that uh, we, we know shot bin Laden. Uh, so anyway, basically though, this guy's story, regardless of, of any of this, any of the story, how you feel out of it, it, it illuminated um, what I do know to be true. The way he told the story was they had built a replica of bin Laden's compound. Um, and for, I think a month, they all day long, you know, did fake infiltrations of it, right? Like where they broke down the doors, they found bin Laden and they, and they took him out. Right. And they were trying to do it with a little amount of casualties. And the guy goes, when we actually got there, we were supposed to land the helicopter over here. We flew it into the wall. And then we were supposed to go in the back door. We went in the front and then we were supposed to, <laughs> right. And like nothing went as planned, but at the end of the day, because they did all that training, because they did all that practice, because they had that plan, they still, they still achieved the final result. So no matter and because, how, and because they cared about the same things. And I love that. So to your point on that hundred percent. So the plan though, you need the plan. But the, the, the chances that your plan is going to go exactly like you planned it, I've never seen it happen. So, you know, anybody that has emailed me, um, <laughs> your plan exactly the way you planned it happened. I'm not saying you don't get to your goal or you don't get to your end result, but it never happens the way that you mapped it out to happen to begin with. And I agree with you. If you've got that end goal in sight, you do the planning, you do the practice, you do the work and you share common values to get to this goal and you share common values as a team and what you, you know, mutually respect and care about, uh, as far as the world is concerned, like me and Sterling, were talking about seeking that alignment, you, you too, Brian, not to exclude you, but seeking that alignment over, you know, any sort of any of the goals, the alignment's more important. So if you have that alignment, you set a goal, you make a plan, your plan's probably not going to look anything like it, but you're going to hit that goal. So, um, yeah, I, I think we kind of, we went over this. I mean, I jump into talking about seeking alignment because I, I don't really think I, I really put my finger on what I'm trying to say. I think I sound like I'm having like a moral and a value uh, conversation or even a spiritual conversation or even a Holy Spirit and God conversation. And all of that is obviously intertwined in what I'm saying, but that's not really what I'm talking about. It's, um, it's, 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 it's a caring. So I guess it is values, right? Seeking alignment. I think, I would, I think I'm trying values to are agnostic. It. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to define it. So seeking alignment would be like um, being aligned with what you, with your, no, first of all, you have to find and know your own true like values. And then you have mm -hmm. to be aligned with that. And that's what you have to move towards over all other things. So if you're moving towards uh, and it's just, I guess the easiest analogy, but it goes so much deeper than that is the like moral dilemma, right? Like, oh, my goal is to become a millionaire. Well, this guy says, do this thing that I would never do. And I don't think is anything uh, like me at all. And he'll make me a millionaire. I mean, it's the easy an analogy. And it's like, no, I need to stay aligned. I'm going to get there anyway. That's the easiest analogy to make, but it's much deeper than the simplicity of that. It's more, um, it, it's, it's a minute to minute, just like everything else, everything, um, being aligned in the direction that you think you should be going in, um, and then not, 
you know, getting distracted by something so arbitrary in this material world uh, that it compromises, you know, and you go in a whole new direction and then your goal never happens because your, you know, your, your values were never really there. Kind of, I believe what you were talking about, Brian, which is. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think values are agnostic. Like they're not, you know, like they don't, they're mine not are better than yours. Yeah. But well, unless unless it's basic human stuff, I mean that's not sure. really, that's not what we're talking so, about. We're talking so let about me clari- like more. Yeah, yeah. Let me clarify. The, uh, in life, you know, you have the Warren Buffets that are, that are the short term, or the sorry, the long term investors, the value based investors, and then you have the speculators that are going to jump on the AMC and the GameStop and you know all this stuff and there's no fundamentals to say that that's going to happen it's just a pure speculation and yes you can make long term decisions and you can make short term decision decisions but i would advise anybody that's listening to take the long path and and to do the right thing because it's the right thing Amen. to do Amen. and then when you come up with that alignment and your whole team's on that alignment of long-term values, I think you're going to win. Like you could set a value of, hey, we got to make as much money as possible on every deal. That could be a value. I don't think it's a great value, but... It's not a bad value. I think think you should have that value. I think it's crazy not to have that value. If I'm I'm delivering the utmost service possible and there's only 40 hours in my week, just like yours... Okay. And my service gets better and better and better. And my service is demanded highly and highly and highly. My price does what? Yeah. But but just to clarify, I'm not saying like the most money possible. But you get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? So, so, oh, of course. But my whole argument before this was the most money possible is secondary to your own personal alignments in, in the human being that you are. So, right. But like maybe your value was we got to make 20 grand on every deal. Well, that's maybe maybe that's not a good value. What are like, you selling is my first question. And what are you, I'm sure. what are you selling and how are you making the 20 grand? What does that look like? Oh, we're and, in the car business. And so. that, but if that becomes if that becomes I wouldn't call that a value. I, I see I wouldn't call it a value, I'd call it a goal. But if that becomes my goal and that becomes my I could even call it a uh, a bar. I could call it a mm-hmm. you know where where the deal needs to be. Then I can backtrack. This has nothing to do with my alignment as a person. Now, me even working on this to begin with with who I am would concern my alignment as a person. So yeah. so and this is something I would work on. So you so it's like what are you selling? Are you talking about making twenty grand on every single Lexus LS F Sport deal that you sell? Every right. single one of those cars right. you think you should make twenty grand on. Okay. So then I'm going backwards and I'm going, okay, so if we're supposed to make twenty grand on every single one of these cars, how do we justify the person paying us? what that dollar amount is. So what is that? That's selling the car for $95,000. Maybe it's a grand over sticker, two grand over sticker. Lexus doesn't usually do that. I'm not against over sticker, depending on your brand and the market. There's, 
everything else. So hold on. So it, I, I figure out what that is. And then I got to make three grand in the back or something like that on average on every deal. That doesn't mean every deal has to look exactly the same, but on average, we're going to average 20 grand. So what kind of service do I have to provide to do that? What is going to separate me from the guy down the street that's selling them for 10 grand profit? How am I going to demand that command that and not price myself out of the market? Is there a way? That's the question I would answer on something like that, but I don't see it as a, yeah. a I would say that's a goal. Yeah, and it, it, I was throwing out some kind of crazy value, but I, I, you know, as long as there's some ethical value system, some alignment, there's nothing wrong with maximizing profit. I'm not saying that at all, but some sort of ethical transaction where you know you were, you did your job, you presented it right, and and I've always said profit is a natural byproduct of doing something well. It's I love not that. An ends to yeah, itself. I love that. And that's pretty much what I've been saying. And that I actually think this, this landed on a great final point kind of with what you're talking about, because what I'm saying is like, and, and here's, here's, here's the thing where if, if you are focused on like the money and making more money, that could work because if you answer the other side of that equation properly, which is better and better service and being better at what you do and delivering better results than you did in the past to ask for more money. Um, if that's your equation of how you're handling making more money, then you're actually doing the right thing. But the whole thing I'm talking about when I say seeking alignment is an alignment as a person, I want to be a better person tomorrow than I am today. Guess what's going to happen? I don't even have to have that. Uh, now, can I have a long-term monetary wants and desires? Yes. Not telling you not to have those, but I don't necessarily have to have this, oh, I need to make this $2 million, et cetera. I only have 40 hours in a week. If I become better and better and better and better at what I do, a great example would be uh, just popped into my mind. Jesse James makes uh, these 1911 uh, 45 um, automatic uh, automatics, right? So the uh, these classic 1911s. And the first time I ever came across him making those, I think was like two or three years ago. And they were like five grand. And now you go to his website and they're like 35 grand. Why? Because he doesn't have anybody else underneath, underneath him making them. He touches every single freaking one. And uh, it, it, his... It, the demand exceeded and his the quality of his work and his results and the market prices it there because the man only has 40 hours in a week and that's the quality of him touching it and the market wants that everybody else out there trying to do something similar has 15 guys under them and he doesn't even you know that guy who's putting his name on it um well most of the companies he's dead uh you know so but uh the guy putting his name on something like that he's got 15 people underneath him this guy touches each one so he can only churn out a certain amount and that's the way he likes to do it. And the price of that thing just goes up and up and up and up and up. So everybody that decided to buy one from him three years ago, sitting there with a ridiculous return on the one that they have, right? And that's not, that. that I guarantee you that came from alignment. That didn't come from a, oh, I want to sell a gun for $50,000 that I, uh, that I, you know, basically sit there and did all the work on. Um, that came from this guy going, I'm going to get better and better and better. And my product, if you get it from me, I touched it, I made it, I built it. And that's the way it is. And the price just skyrockets. So yeah, that's a, that's a franchise business. He's personally and, aligned. He is personally yeah. aligned. You have to define saying franchise because it's actually the opposite of what most people would consider a franchise. I know where well, you're going with it. So, yeah. yeah, you fran franchise business means you have something that someone else doesn't have. 
commodities businesses like sugar, flour, everybody's got it, right? But he's created a franchise business because of his values and profit is a natural byproduct of doing something well. Yeah. Profit is a natural byproduct of doing something well. I think we can end on that because anything I was about to say would just be a follow-up to that. And uh, I think this was a great conversation seeking alignment. Yes. The, the guy I just used, that guy is aligned with who he wants to be and look at the byproduct. So started off discussing, uh, being having your seeking your own personal alignment with who you want to be as a person over any sort of worldly material goals or even um, valuing yourself by any of those metrics. You shouldn't, you, you will not be valued by how much money you made. You will not be valued by how much money you kept. You will not, I assure you, you will not be valued by a title. You will not be valued by a promotion. You will not be valued by how many dealerships you owned or how many companies you owned. Uh, you will be valued by your character. You will be valued by how you uh, were with your family. You'll be valued by how you were with people that actually knew you. Uh, so seeking alignment to becoming that that greater person, that greater version of yourself uh, is primary to any um, other financial goals. And what's incredible is if you understand this and you do this on a day-to-day basis, all those other things will happen so much quicker. Because when you actually go, oh my goodness, I care about the people underneath me. Oh my goodness, I actually care about this person's experience. Oh my goodness, I actually care about all these things that are happening around me and my impact on them. And you make a great impact it's insane what's going to come out in the positive direction. So let's end it on that. Uh, profit is a byproduct of doing a great job. What was it? Profit's a natural byproduct of doing something well. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you everybody for listening. Have a great night.